Hi, this is Deanna. And this is Michelle. And this is Historable. Michelle. So Deanna. How's it going? Pretty good. How are you? I am fabulous. I'm so excited to be celebrating a big milestone today. The podcast is 21. It's its its 21st birthday. Yeah, which in the U.S. means that's when you can legally drink out of the bars. Yeah, so in honor honor of that we've got a a little fun episode for today but before we get started i think we have an affair or two to get into order yes we have a new professor level patreon so rita thank you so much for your love and your support we hope you enjoy all the bonus content and we appreciate you cheers to you thank you so much yeah absolutely all right so should we get into the topic yeah, more like topics. Topics, many topics. You guys, we're changing it up today. It's crazy on our 21st birthday. Yes, absolutely. We're going to have 21 topics for you today. I feel like I want to keep, I like want to do this again. This was really fun. I was telling Deanna, I was like, there's a lot of topics mm-hmm. that we can talk about. Yeah. Because sometimes I feel like we stumble across fun stuff that maybe can't be used for an entire episode. Like it's not that much deep it's just like a snippet right Mm -hmm. yeah so it's gonna be more of like a speed round historical today yeah absolutely so we have prepared 21 fun facts so we are just going to bounce back and forth and share some of those facts with you. Yeah. So we go. hope you guys like it. If you guys have any other fun facts that you want to hear about, send us our way on our website because maybe we'll do one for like our 50th episode. 50 fun facts. That's a lot. That's a lot of facts. <laughs> but if we start now. That's true. <laughs> we'll see how... Well, let's actually... Let's do this episode first, see how it goes, and then see if we like this format. Good idea. All right, let's get into it. All right, Dee, go ahead. All right, so I'm going to get this party started. Um, So when I was doing my facts, a lot of my facts I tried to tie to previous episodes. Mm -hmm. So you may remember some of these topics. Awesome. But I wanted to add a little extra flair to the things we covered. So fact number one. Numero uno. So throwback to our Olympics episode. Remember how we said uh, that they would do the competition naked? And I was kind of like... Ew. Yeah, we why? didn't know why. I don't think I, yeah. Well, guess what? I <gasps> found out why. Yeah. So apparently the athletes did this to imitate the gods, but also to help them easily clear toxins from their skin through sweating after each attempt at a sport. Okay. So it was kind of like a spa day. Okay. They were doing okay. a little detox. A little like steam room thing, you know, where you go in like in your birthday suit. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. So that is uh, fun fact number one, why yeah. they did the competition naked. All right. All right. Fun fact number two. Speaking of sports, um, at one point in time, box tossing was actually a thing. No. So it was very popular um, in Europe's 
aristocracy during the 17th and 18th centuries. So a fox tossing would be a person or a couple, and they would throw a fox as far and as high as they could in the air, and whoever made it the highest uh, won. That's so sad. Like, do it with a log or something, man. Don't do a fox. They were just tossing foxes. I have a hard, a hard time with animal cruelty. Well, let's move on to fact number three. Fact number three. Okay, so this one's a little bit more lighthearted, but it's kind of uh, where the term Americano gets its name from. Oh. I wanted to do this one because I love Americanos. I drink them every morning. And for those that don't know, that's a type of coffee, right? But the term Americano actually, historians suggest, comes from World War II when the Italian soldiers, I guess, offered like the American soldiers coffee but it was espresso and so what they did is that they noticed that the Americans were watering down their espresso to make it more similar to what an American soldier was used to having at home so then they started calling it Americano oh nice yeah so it's just diluted espresso but Americans I guess don't like really strong coffee so that's what they did <laughs> and that's where the term comes from well that is a perfect lead into fact number four during World War II, Americans called hamburgers Liberty Steaks. Liberty Steaks. So uh, this was due to the fact that hamburger sounded a little bit uh, too German at the time. Okay. And during World War One, sauerkraut was redubbed Liberty Cabbage. Wow. So there's a little uh, little food trivia for you. All right. They did that in the in the early 2000s, right? What was it? What was it? Wasn't French fries? It was Freedom Fries. <laughs> Do you remember that period? No. Yeah, let's keep going. I believed. <laughs> All right, number five. Uh, going back to my animal theme, uh, turkeys. They were once worshipped. Oh. So apparently uh, the Mayan people believed that turkeys were the vessel of the gods, and they honored them with worship. Uh, they actually were even domesticated to have roles in religious rites. So oh. turkeys were a pretty big deal back then. Interesting. I don't know how the Mayans would feel about modern day Thanksgiving in the U.S. with all the turkeys, but at one point they were worshipped. Might be a little sacrilegious to them, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so fact number six is about Paul Revere, who is most famous for his ride to warn the, the colonists about the British army approaching, right? So it's famous that he quoted, the British are coming, the British are coming. He actually never said that. Oh, some, really? <laughs> some people say the Redcoats were coming. I think it's kind of like I've heard it both ways. But firstly, the colonists considered themselves British because they were. Right. Uh, a lot of them came over from England and, you know, different, you know, various countries. But then also the British soldiers were everywhere across the Massachusetts countryside. Couldn't very well, like, be riding down the street shouting that because they would hear it. So that's most historians say that that's not what he said at all because <laughs> oh. he would have been trying to be more quiet and discreet gotcha yeah all right fact number seven which is going to be a little preview um actually of next week's topic in next week's episode um but fact seven when louis the 16th and marie antoinette were beheaded it is said that people dipped handkerchiefs in their blood to keep as souvenirs ew so spoiler alert uh, for next week's episode there's some beheading yeah they died yep um so sorry if anyone wasn't expecting that for next week but just wanted to set the scene um so actually in 2011 a group of scientists confirmed that they had a blood-stained handkerchief 
dated from approximately 1793, soaked in the blood of Louis XVI. Wow. So there's your number seven. What an amazing find. Unlucky, unlucky number seven. All right, fact number eight, which is actually also kind of timed into that period. Um, We're going to talk really quickly about the French Revolutionary period, which I also touch on a little bit next week. Um, So for 12 years during the French Revolution period, uh, France actually had a whole new calendar. So between 1793 and 1805, the ruling French government used the French Republican calendar to remove all religious and royalist ties to the old calendar. Interesting. So the new calendar had... 10-hour days with 100 minutes to an hour and 100 seconds to a minute. And there were 12 months, and each month had 30 days. And they were all given new names that reflected a meaning for each season. So very much sounds like, I don't know, kind of like the metric system with, like, even numbers and, like, tens and hundreds and all that. So, yeah. Yeah, that to- I guess that totally tracks and makes sense, right? Like... I mean, in in the U.S., we use a different system, and we know how confusing that is, you know, just as far as distance and stuff like that. So, anyway, I wonder how history, like, records that to time, that period. Yeah, there's some, um, I saw some conversion calendars, but anyway, it didn't stick, and it it was gone after that. Interesting. Well, I also don't blame them for that. Okay, so fact number nine. In the early 1800s, Ketchup was marketed as a cure for indigestion. Ew. To me, someone who suffers with a lot of stomach issues, why would you market something with such a high acidity con- like concentration for indigestion? I'm not sure. But it wasn't until like the mid 19 like yeah, I think I saw like 1930s, 40s that it was really starting to be marketed as a condiment. So if you got some stomach problems, just eat a ketchup packet. (laughs) Just take a little shot of ketchup. Just take a little. All right. Fact number 10. Um, So we did an episode recently about the Salem witch trials. Mm -hmm. And one thing I wanted to highlight, which I don't necessarily think that I did um, in the episode, just wanted to reiterate uh, the accused witches weren't actually burned at the stake. So I think a lot of people think of that when they think of the witch trials, but the majority were jailed and some were hanged, but there actually was no one that got burned alive. I think a lot of people do think that, like, oh, burned at the stake, but I think that comes from the religious persecution that was happening maybe across the pond in England. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) But no one in the U.S. was burned at the stake. Also another throwback, let's talk about Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary, there we go. (laughs) She did burn people at the stake. She did, uh, but not during the Salem Witch Trials. Nope. All right, fact number 11. Um, This one was a little disturbing, but interesting. Uh, So during the Victorian period, it was normal to photograph loved ones after they died. So people would dress their newly deceased relatives in the best clothing and then put them into lifelike poses and photograph them. So creepy. A practice that I really hate because anytime I look at an old time photo with multiple people in it, I'm like, are all of you alive? And it's all I can focus on. Yeah, no. So they did this to preserve, I guess, one last image of their dead loved one. But the pictures are creepy. Yeah. So if you want to be creeped out, uh, check out. Victorian photos. Yes. They they staged them. They are spook E A F. Not as spooky as a old timey Halloween, Halloween costume. <laughs> I mean, that's true too. True. 
Okay, so fact number 12. Did you know that in 2007, almost 200 Swiss soldiers invaded Liechtenstein? Little old Liechtenstein. Little old Liechtenstein, yeah, but it was on accident. Oh, <laughs> so these soldiers were like on a nighttime, like, exercise like training exercise and apparently they walked too far over this bridge about a mile into Liechtenstein because mm -hmm. I guess their border wasn't marked in yeah. this area because I don't know what are they beefing with each other no it sounds like they're bros so like why would they be like <laughs> having like you know like immigration at the border right so the next morning the Swiss apologized and said we're so sorry for accidentally invading with military personnel <laughs> too funny and Liechtenstein was like yeah we didn't even notice you're all good <laughs> they're pretty cool I actually um was there once and you can go to their local embassy and you can pay I think it's like five euros and get your passport stamped with like a little Liechtenstein stamp so I have one on my passport yeah. <laughs> it's so teeny and cute yeah. I, I definitely want to go so I thought that was kind of cute that they accidentally like did an act of war <laughs> and then the next morning they're like my b and Liechtenstein's like you're good bro <laughs> Liechtenstein is the best yeah all right fact number 13 so in Britain and Ireland um up until about the 1970s there were people called knocker uppers who would literally knock on people's windows to wake them up in time for work. Okay, I thought you were going to go a different route, down a different road, knocker-uppers. No, okay. they used uh, <laughs> long sticks, soft hammers, rattles, even pea shooters to reach their clients' windows. So it was kind of the, um, the beginning of the modern-day alarm clock. Okay, sweet. As long as it wasn't like... The beginnings of the modern day sperm bank, that's cool. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. So speaking of crazy jobs, uh, fact 14 goes back to our good old buddy, Henry VIII. Henry. So on top of having a ton of wives, uh, King Henry VIII also had servants who were referred to as grooms of stool. And their job was to wipe his bottom after he went to the bathroom. Oh, wow. During his reign, I mean, he he had all of those four uh, people knighted, so they earned their there their were spot. four of them. They were like they like took turns or something. I don't know, but they were like <laughs> butt knights. Okay, butt knights. I am the knight of the arse. <laughs> okay, that kind of reminds me of the movie Coming to America. Oh yeah, yeah classic, yeah. classic. All right, so fact number fifteen. King Charles VI of France thought that he was made of glass. So oh. he was grew up kind of like an outdoorsy type. And apparently he had like gotten a fever, got really sick, went a little loony bin style, and eventually thought he was made of glass, which led him to believe that even like the smallest misstep could lead to him just shattering into a million pieces. That's sad. So some historians are like, was this a case of actual insanity or was poison to be involved here? And maybe that's why he meant mad. But also, I don't know. Who's to say? Who's to say? Hmm, interesting. Not I. Not I. All right. Number 16. Uh, just a fun little, well, I guess not really fun, but just an interesting disaster that happened was the Boston Molasses Disaster. Ooh. So, Sounds like a sticky situation. Oh. It was. <laughs> on January 15th, 1919, 
A 90-foot-wide cast iron tank filled to the brim with sticky molasses exploded and spilled 2.5 million gallons of molasses into the streets of Boston. Oh my. It apparently ran through the streets like a tsunami. There were 15-foot high waves, and it actually reached speeds of 35 miles per hour. Oh, my God. Um, so it demolished everything in its path. It toppled buildings, sure. drowned horses, and actually killed 21 people and injured 150. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, it was uh, – that that was an interesting little thing. I don't think we could do an, a full episode on it, but I just thought that was an interesting little fact. It's something that people need to know. You do. Next time you have some molasses on your toast. Spill one for the homies. Exactly. R.I.P. All right, number 17. So throwing back to our buddy Edison when we did our Tesla episode. Yeah. Um, so good old Thomas Edison um, had patents on over a thousand different things. Um, and some of those patents that he had actually included a lot of the technology needed to make high-end movies. So originally, um, Hollywood... And movie makers were actually um, on the East Coast. So they were, I think, New York and New Jersey. And they moved all of Hollywood to Los Angeles to escape the wrath of his patents. Um, Wow. All the way to the opposite end of the country. Yep. So they basically were trying to get away from Edison. And California had the judges that just weren't as friendly and welcoming to Edison and all of his crazy patents. So Mm -hmm. it is his fault that Hollywood is in California. I mean, granted, also there were other benefits, the weather, the this, the that, but yeah. uh, it's Edison's fault. I've always been curious about that. Like, why is it in LA? I don't know. Yeah, start on the East Coast, move to the West Coast. Interesting. All right. Okay, so fact number 18. Did you know that at one point, someone declared war against cats? Why? And you know it was the Catholic Church. <laughs> in the 12 no. in the 1200s, Pope Gregory the 9th declared war on cats, associating them with devil worship. The kittens. The kittens. But specifically, he thought that black cats were the incarnation of Satan. Oh, yes. It's said that he killed so many cats that this probably aided in the spread of the bubonic plague. Oh. Cuz guess who eats Rats, cats, kitties. Oh no! Now it's also good to say. I think it was what what spread the bubonic plague. It was the fleas that rats carried. So like the fleas could have jumped on the cats anyway, and the cats could have spread it. So it's like I don't know. This is all just like speculation. Speculation. Yeah. Sounds legit. But sounds very legit. Yeah. I was like, well, when you get you know when you mess with an ecosystem, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Don't mess with the kitties. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Fact number nineteen. Um, since 1945, all British tanks are equipped with tea-making facilities. Ooh. So apparently there were about 30 tanks that were destroyed by the Germans um, during the war when English soldiers were taking their 15-minute tea break. So the, the high command was like, hey, let's just do brew on the go. And they won't have to leave their tanks. And so they just started installing like a whole little tea center like in a little, British like- tanks electric kettle or something <laughs> an assortment you gotta have your, your tea time on the go yeah you so do you don't have to leave your tank for your break you can take it in your tank that's pretty cool all right fact number 20 and this one um was actually really interesting because i remember growing up hearing this all the time um george washington did not actually have wooden teeth 
Have you heard? I've heard, I swear I've heard that all growing up. I feel like, yeah, that's just one of the things that you hear about Washington. He had wooden teeth. Yeah. So he didn't have great teeth, sure. um, but he had actually kind of blingy teeth. So he had these luxury dentures. Uh, they were made out of gold, lead, ivory, um, and then sometimes they were also a mixture of animal and human teeth, which is disgusting. But all right, they were not wooden. All right. Debunked myth. Boom. You heard it here. Boom. Maybe you already heard it, but we didn't. I did not know that. <laughs> I thought they were wooden. No. Nope. According to the internet, they were not. Dang. Yeah. Man, these things that get perpetuated through history. History is a big game of telephone. You never know. That's what we always say. All right. Preach. All right, guys. So our last and final, our 21st fact. I'm trying to do a drum roll. I don't know if this is coming through. Boom. Bing. Okay. So it is. Did you know that Alexander the Great, who we will do an episode on, might have been buried alive (gasps) at the ripe young age of 32? No. After he, like, conquered, like, most of the world. I say most very lightly, right? It wasn't most. So it said that he developed some sort of sickness, was really sick, right? In and out of it, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And eventually he died. They were like, he's not breathing. He's not moving. He must be dead. Fair assessment. Six days later, I don't know why he wasn't buried, but he wasn't. And they were like, that's weird. He's like, doesn't smell or anything. (gasps) No. It must be because he's a god. (laughs) And his body will not decay. Oh, no. And there's tons of like little like history documents and journals and things being like, he was a god. He did not decay. But really, he probably had something that in modern times we would call uh, Goulain-Barr syndrome. It's like called gbs i guess so this is and i feel like i've seen this in like a lot of scary movies or whatever or i don't know where you would be alive but your breathing would be so shallow that it looked like you weren't breathing and you couldn't react or move or do anything like it was like a neurological thing so they think that yeah he was probably still alive and then buried and the thing with that too is that like you're conscious but you can't like react or say anything that's horrible so he probably like knew he was buried alive we shouldn't have ended on this I know, one, it's honestly. Like, on that note, good thing our podcast is old enough to drink, because I feel like I need one. Yeah, let's go back to the fun ketchup anecdote. <laughs> let's go have some shots of ketchup. Yeah, shots of ketchup for this indigestion, because my stomach is churning. Oh. All right, yeah, but uh, so I read that, and I was like, cool. Uh, yeah, he's definitely on the episode list, so we will be covering him, but... Little more to come on that. More to come. Yeah, absolutely. This was so much fun. I really liked it. It was a nice, cool way to learn some fun facts. Yeah, fun facts, easy, quick. I mean, obviously, if you guys want to know more about them, feel free. Like, go ahead. Yeah, but this was super Do quick, super easy. Just super a quick, super easy. <laughs> Just a little, a little, little snippet for you. Yeah. So we hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, we'll see. We may do this again one of these days. I say for fifty episodes, we do it. Perhaps. Yeah, probably. Probably not for 100, though. We'll just need to start making facts now. Making yes, a list. We will make a list. Faux may- show. And maybe end on something a little nicer. Noted. I mean, this was this was our first time with this, guys. So if there's any feedback or ways we could change it in the future, that would be great. Yeah. But I think it went well. I think so, too. It was a so, lot of fun. Happy 21st birthday, Historical. Happy 21st. Uh, everyone, toast a, toast a champagne to our pod. Yeah. And thank you for listening. Spill some molasses for us, you know. Yeah. Eat a ketchup packet. 
do what you need to do. Yeah, absolutely. All right, cool. Well, thanks for your support. Uh, you know, feel free to check out all of our socials. You know what they are, Historical Podcast, our Twitter, our Instagram, our Facebook, our website, historicalpodcast.com. Shoot us an email, historicalpodcast at gmail.com. Or if you want to be in the coolest club of all the clubs, join our Patreon. Yeah. Patreon.com slash historicalpodcast. I think that's it. I think that's it. Thanks, guys. We love you, and uh, we hope you enjoyed this, and we will see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye. I still can't believe that about the Salem Witch Trials. I totally thought they were just burning everyone left and right. No, I legit was like, let me look back on my script. And I was like, no. they actually. I mean, I didn't really think about it at the time, but no, no one was burned. They were only hanged. Dang. So there you go. There you go. Debunked.